On today's show, we're sharing six ways we're implementing 10X is easier than 2X into our businesses, the best-selling book. The fourth one that I want to share wasn't actually in the written book. I think it was only in the audiobook. So if you didn't get the audiobook, you may not have even heard uh, this takeaway that I want to share and how we're using it. And the last one almost completely derailed my business before I realized it was happening. So we're going to jump into all of that right now. There's no wrong way to be an entrepreneur, and that's the dirty little secret the business gurus don't want you to know. They want you to do things their way, but their way may not be your way. The key to success is finding the strategies that work best for you. Welcome to The Six Ways with Jerry Potter. Welcome to episode number 19 of The Six Ways. Every week, we bring on a smart, innovative guest that is thriving in their field of expertise to share their best tips with the rest of us so we can all achieve our entrepreneurial goals because around here, we believe we all do better when we all do better. Now, this is an audio and a video podcast, so if you want to switch from one medium to the other, you can find the link in the description or show notes wherever you're consuming this. And I know your time is valuable, so you'll see timestamps for what we talk about as well. So if you're looking for a certain part or you want to revisit something, you can jump ahead to that part. My name is Jerry Potter. If we don't know each other, I'm the founder of 5-Minute Social Media as well as the Social Media Leads Lab. And my guest today is Jamie Bright. Jamie grew a seven-figure amazing business that unfortunately was shut down by the pandemic and then decided to focus on what she really wanted to do, which was run high-level masterminds, one of which I am a proud member of and also does coaching, which I've actually just signed up for coaching uh, with her as well. So I'm proud to call her an amazing friend and mentor as well. And uh, Jamie, welcome to The Six Ways. Hi, Jerry. Thanks for having me. So there are uh, the book that we're talking about, 10X is Easier Than 2X from Dan Sullivan and Dr. Benjamin Hardy. Um, the overall premise, just to give context for people that have not read it, is that there are a ton of ways that you can 2X your business. But if you want to 10X, and that doesn't necessarily mean financially, it just means these giant jumps, there are only a few ways to do it, which helps you focus and get there faster. So that's kind of, I think, the overall premise of the book. Jamie, why do you think this book has resonated so quickly for so many entrepreneurs? I think the reason that it resonates the most is that we all really want to grow our businesses and the impact that we're making in the world, especially heart-centered entrepreneurs who know that they're really good at what they're doing and that they can really change someone's lives. Their desire is not just income, but also to have this massive impact. And so when you can read through this, because so many of us are so busy, it's like, gosh, how could I 2x let alone yeah. 10x. And when you read through this and you hear them say, well, 2x makes you think of just doing more of the same. And that feels exhausting because you're already <laughs> at capacity. Most people are. But if you think about 10x, which forces you to think different because you just don't have 10 times as much time to do 10 times of what you're already doing. Right. You have to think different and you have to be creative and you have to be a visionary and be willing to do things differently. And I think it makes it feel possible. I think it really genuinely makes it real for the people who really want that. And then the rest of the book really walks through what does it take to really think differently and step into doing things in a different way without losing everything you've already created and all the clients you have and the money you have. And it's just brilliantly written and very easy to follow. I love it. I love what you said about it makes it feel possible. Because most of the time in our businesses, we are just grinding, right? And mm -hmm. the, the, the phrase 10X has almost become 
a cliche, especially in the online business industry. And, and this book looks at it in a different way. It's not the cliche like, we're going to 10x your income with one TikTok video or whatever it might be. And uh, part of the process, though, is setting what feel like impossible goals, but then they become possible. And the, and the book is lays that out so well, which is why I was so excited to uh, have this conversation. And um, I, Jamie and I have geeked out over this book. And so I was like, I could have Jamie on the show and we got to talk about this. So six ways that we're implementing 10X as easier than 2X into our businesses. And you can too. That's what we're going to break down right now. So kind of taking a takeaway and then also talking about how to imply it. So Jamie will share three and then I will share three as well. And so, uh, Jamie, I'm going to have you go first. Uh, 10X is easier than 2X uh, in the ways that we are implementing it in our businesses. Go ahead. What's the first one? So the first one is really focusing on our identity and who we need to be in order to 10X, to really make the shifts we need to make to just stop doing more of what we've already been doing. Now, this is something I've actually built into my business on every level. But I'm really leaning into the idea of helping people be their brightest self. It's kind of like when you play tennis. Um, if you've played tennis before, the racket is designed so that there's a sweet spot. So you can hit the ball. It'll go over the net or wherever, anywhere on the racket. But if you want to get the most power and the most results, you have to hit it in that sweet spot. And when you're right in that sweet spot where it was designed to be used, the amplification of the power that comes through that rocket and into that ball is magnified huge. It's, it's 10x, we'll just say, for the sake of this book. And I believe the same thing is with us as people. When we are operating as our brightest selves, when we're fully aligned with our strengths, with what we're doing, and with what we really love and are passionate about, that's when we can have the greatest results in the world. But it's also really hard. So I'm not only helping people see what their, um, you know, those, those bright spots are, those sweet spots mm. are in their own life where they're aligned. But I'm also trying to do that myself. And I, I'll just be honest, Jerry, I'm a chronic people pleaser. And so a lot of times it's easier for me to think, well, what do people want? You know, like what would sell? What, what would, you know, I'm thinking about that versus like what really is my greatest contribution and is something that I can be doing that maybe only I can do because of my experience and my passions and my geekiness. So building that idea of the brightest self and staying in that into what I do, as well as what I help my clients do is a really big deal for me. And so would you, when you say brightest self, would you say that's aligned with um, part of what they talk about in the book, which is that unique ability, that thing that you do so, yeah. so well, that it's light and easy. And, you know, sometimes we don't even, we don't even realize it's valuable to others because it's so easy for us. Absolutely. I, they, I think they call it the unique ability, like you said in there. And I think Dr. Benjamin Hardy often refers to your future self, which really I believe we know who we are in that brightest self is very similar. So um, when we are in that unique ability, like you said, we don't always even know because uh, others see it, but it's just so it's just who we are at our core. So it's so natural to us that we don't even always value it as a skill or as something that might be really hard for other people to do. I remember a, a boss I had at one point, um, we were with, you know, this is when I worked at an agency and, and I was kind of like, well, we, this, this takes me like five seconds. And she said, we don't charge based on how long things take us. We charge based on how long it would take them or based on our years mm -hmm. of knowledge and things like that. And it was just this great light bulb moment. It was like, oh, 
yeah, this would probably take them seven hours of troubleshooting and research and all of that. So even though it only takes five seconds. Okay. This is before I was an entrepreneur, but I feel like that was that first moment where it was like, oh, just because it's easy for me doesn't mean it's not valuable for other people. So I love that. All right. Mm -hmm. um, up next, number two, six ways we're implementing the 10X is easier than 2X book into our businesses. Um, and number two is shooting for 10X um, makes the seemingly impossible completely possible. So this is one of the things that they talk about in the book to where if something was easy and you already had the capability to do it and, and the skills and and the you know the means, then you'd already be doing it, right? Like if, if you already knew what you were going to do. And so one of the things that they encourage us to do in the book is to really look and just say, well, what what's a almost impossible goal? And then how would I reach that? And I've actually found this sprinkling into other parts of my life where, um, you know, I have a 13 and a nine-year-old and my 13-year-old, uh, one of his favorite activities right now is telling me, I can't do that. That's not possible for, you know, different things. And it's not like uh, I'm going to get on my unicorn and fly away because, yeah, that's probably not possible. But, you know, whatever it might be. So I've started saying to him, well, what if somebody gave you $10 million and a smartphone, which is his greatest desire right now that he doesn't have, then could you do it? Yeah, I guess. Okay, then it's not impossible. And so I think it's so good to ask ourselves that question as well. And so I've been doing that a lot where if I have an idea uh, that seems, you know, feasible, sometimes I will actually say, well, what would be the next level of this that seems impossible? And I'll keep sort of leveling it up to just think, how could this be bigger and bigger? And then how, you know, if it feels like impossible or nearly impossible, then it's like, okay, how could I get this done? And I don't know why it's 10 million, but in my head, it's like, if somebody paid me $10 million, would I do, could I figure out a way to do this? And the answer is usually yes, right? Yeah. Oh, I totally agree with that. I, um, I think sometimes we, we just can't get past our own limits in our minds. And so when we do have this idea of, well, what if we had unlimited funds? What if, you know, what are these things that we say are holding us back? And if it's just money or whatever else, it's like, oh, we really could find a way. It's just we are already assuming that that could never be the case and that, um, you know, it is impossible, but it, it's definitely not. And it, it might be just a matter of knowing who could help you do that. And they probably don't cost $10 million to have you, <laughs> you know, to work with you and help you accomplish whatever it is you're doing. Yes, yes, that's a that's a perfect example too. So, all right, next up, number three, six ways we're implementing 10X is easier than 2X, the book, into our businesses. Jamie, what do you got? Uh, for me, it's all about normalizing the fact that transitions are going to happen and that I can shift what I'm known for and help others do the same. In fact, as we're growing and going deeper into our unique abilities and really becoming our brightest selves, we have to if we want to continue growing or we're going to plateau. And so for me, I've been working on a framework behind the scenes that I want to want to walk people through because I've been through lots of transitions myself from going for the photography industry into the entrepreneur space. Um, and I've, I've actually helped a lot of people transition within their businesses. So I helped photographers niche down from whatever photography they were doing and pivot into doing personal brand photography. And I mean, even my my original transition from photographer into online educator was a big thing. So I've got a lot of experience with this. I've done it a lot. But I think in my mind, before I read this, it didn't click that I would need to continue transitioning and evolving myself and going deeper into my unique ability 
which would change based on the experiences I have as I grow. And I thought I had to be known for one thing and one thing forever and ever. And if I ever wanted to shift away from that, you know, I'd have to start over from scratch or whatever else. So finding a way to communicate that not only is this normal, but there's a process you can walk through is something that I'm thinking about deeply and working on in my business so I can help more people through coaching walk through that process. There is a beautiful thing in that is that because if we can normalize this, you know, and if you make it your mission and you end up normalizing this for us as entrepreneurs, then so much of the fear of deciding what we want to be known for can just vanish because it doesn't have to be the same thing forever. And I've always felt like, you know, it's funny. I think back to when I started the five minute social media YouTube channel, I didn't have intentions for a business at that time. It was just kind of a hobby. But if I started a new YouTube channel or a podcast now, I, I could almost look at it like, okay, is this my thing? Am I going to do this for the next 10 years? And we don't have to do that. And there was a guy that spoke at Social Media Marketing World this year who uh, has spoken at all 10 Social Media Marketing World conferences. And if you're not familiar, it's the biggest social media conference in the world. And he's a futurist. And every year he's talked about something different because he's always talking about you know something new. And so I think anybody can evolve that way. So you know, one year he talked about the early live streaming stuff like Meerkat, if you remember that app and Periscope before we had Facebook Lives. And then he talked about NFTs and crypto and all of these different, you know, different things. And so he was the perfect example of how we can always be evolving. So I love that. So basically normalizing transformation and evolving who we are and, and what our businesses are. Yeah. And, you know, I think if we give ourselves that permission and expectation uh, it just makes it easier. Like my, I have a senior in high school. She graduates in a few months and she's very concerned oh. with trying to, I know it's insane, but it's very, <laughs> she's very concerned with what do I want to be for the rest of my life? And I'm like, doesn't matter. You don't have to decide that. That is way too big of a question. You just have to decide what do I want to do next? Where do I want to go next? And I think we need to do that in our businesses more often because yes, we want to be known for something. Yes, we want to niche down. But if we give ourselves permission to say, well, what do I want to be known for next? Or how do I want to bring my gift to the world next? And then allow yourself to change and transition when you get to the stage where you know it's time. It just takes a lot of the pressure off. It takes so much pressure off and it gives you the freedom to play a little more and be creative. Yeah, I love that. All right, next up, number four of six ways we're implementing the 10X is easier than 2X book into our businesses. By the way, this episode is brought to you by dailysocialmediatips.com. You can sign up and join thousands of other entrepreneurs who my daily social media marketing tips direct to their inbox for free. And of course, if they ever being helpful to you, you can quickly unsubscribe anytime. You can sign up in seconds. Just go to dailysocialmediatips.com. All right, so six ways that we're implementing 10X is easier than 2X into our businesses. Number four, there is a quote that I don't think was in the paper book, which I read first, but then in the audio book, in when uh, Dan Sullivan and Dr. Benjamin Hardy do these books together, basically Dr. Hardy interviews Dan Sullivan at the end of every chapter, and they just kind of talk and see where the, mm -hmm. the conversation goes. And it's, it's actually like really loose, like there's awkward pauses and things like that. And I go back and forth in my head of like, why didn't they edit that? But you're getting, you know, raw Dan Sullivan there, which is great. But he said something there and this quote changed everything for me. Uh, and so that's why I wanted to bring it up. And it was basically that our eyes can only see 
and our ears can only hear what our brain is looking for. Mm. And to me, um, so, you know, Jamie knows me pretty well. I am the last person to have a mantra or believe I can manifest things or wish for it and the universe will come to me or, you know, and the universe will bring it to me or any of that stuff. Or at least I was until a few years ago. Then I started seeing it happening, but I was still like, nah, there's something else here. And so to me, what this quote is, it is the scientific explanation for manifestation and repeating mantras and focusing and all of those, you know, things that we, that we, you know, here to do. And so if you're somebody who's looked at that stuff as being too woo, um, if that's a phrase, I encourage you to, to not do that because essentially what this quote says to me, and let me read it uh, one more time. Our eyes can only see and our ears can only hear what our brain is looking for. So essentially when we are focused on things, whether it becomes from repeating a mantra or uh, a mantra or meditating or any of those things, our brain is going to find them. And that to me is so, so powerful. And I wish I'd like understood that and realized that 20 years ago, because I think, and tell me if you agree, Jamie, the opposite is also true. When you complain and look for reasons things don't work and all of that, then you just get more of that. Yeah, I mean, for sure, even just from a practical standpoint, like if you're focused on all the things going wrong or what's not working, like you're causing more of that energy and that emotion in your body. And that's what you're going to naturally continue to think about and feel and whatever. And it's not going to be helpful to you. Um, but when we have what we want really in mind and can focus on it, then we can make a plan to get there and we can see the way to get there. It's like when I decided to run an ultra marathon, uh, there's no way I'd ever be able to go out and run 72 miles in the woods if I didn't have a plan and decide I wanted to do it and then figure out, okay, how do I get from only being able to run, you know, a few miles to a lot of miles? And speaking of impossible goals. Yeah, that for was most insane. of us. <laughs> uh, well, it oh, I thought it was impossible for me, too. And then I realized yeah. you just start with one step and then you just just slowly add on more and more and more. But. I had to have the goal first or I never would have done that. I mean, let's just be honest that I wouldn't have. And without having a race or a goal in mind, I don't. And so I've noticed that it's like, oh, if I want to do something, I can do pretty much anything I put my mind. To. But I have to have that goal and I have to have those mantras. And so, yeah, I agree with you, Jerry, completely. Yeah, you have to surround yourself with it. And, and even in the social media side, when I'm coaching people, I'm finding this more and more. It's like if you've decided that social media is probably not going to work, then you're going to every little hiccup, every time Instagram crashes or whatever, you're going to be like, well, that's it's not going to happen. It's not going to work. But if you believe it's going to work, you've convinced yourself and you've decided that. And I've almost started to use this as more of a screening process um, for me, where it's like if I'm going to work with somebody, they got to believe it coming in. That's not my job to convince you it's going to work um, mm -hmm. because then every little hiccup just becomes like, oh, OK, no worries. I'll try later. The Instagram app crashed today. Must be buggy. Too many people online, you know, whatever it might be. So, mm -hmm. um, all right. Uh, up next is number five, six ways we are implementing 10X is easier than 2X, the book, into our businesses. Jamie, what do you got? Uh, well, I'm just always trying to surround myself with other people who are just as committed to growth uh, personally, as well as in our businesses as I can. And so I, this is part of why I believe in masterminds and I run masterminds because I have seen that these identity shifts take courage. And that's what he says in the book. One of the quotes was about 
how uh, you, when you are taking those steps to 10x and you're stepping out of your comfort zone and you are um, stepping into a new identity that requires courage and requires um, you to believe when sometimes you don't have the evidence yet that it's going to work in front of you, but you believe it will, having other people surrounded by you who get the struggle, who are doing the same thing, who can um, really help you see your own strengths and believe in you when maybe your belief is a little shaky in yourself, and then can also speak from their own experience on how to do something. It's absolutely invaluable and everybody wins. Everybody grows. So that's part of why the Brighter Together Mastermind has always been the core of my business working with entrepreneurs because I believe so strongly in the power of that. And I know that that was really key for me when I uh, joined a mastermind for the first time almost seven years ago. It was really what took me from about $315,000 to over a million in less than two years was really being surrounded by those people who could help me see things and help me um, really understand what my unique abilities were. And then when I was going the right way, get that validation and feedback and experience from them. It was absolutely invaluable. Uh, and I can vouch, you know, 100% going into my fourth year in one of your mastermind groups. I mean, it, it makes an incredible difference. And I think especially for people that, you know, I, I think for some, the idea of that we're the we're the sum of the people we surround ourselves with. That's all. That's been around so long that it almost feels like a cliche to some people. But I run into people all the time, and I, I've been, I've been very lucky to be supported by my wife Candy and my family in in everything that I'm doing. But I run into people all the time where there are people closest to them don't support what they do, and I finally learned the psychology around this recently, and I just my mind was blown. And so I want to just take a second to share this. When you are trying to grow as a person, you are changing who you are, right? Which is exactly the reason that you would be transforming, changing your identity, thinking 10x to use the book, joining a mastermind, you're changing who you are. And what that does to the people around you is there's a couple of levels, but essentially you are changing the person that they love. <laughs> and so that's why people get nervous sometimes when their spouse is trying to better themselves, you know, because it's like, but no, I already love you. We don't don't change who you are. You're great. Or they think, oh my God, they're going to be better than me. And it's almost like, I think we see this more um, in spaces like health and weight loss and stuff like that. Obviously, none of us who are trying to lose weight intend for this. But when we start losing weight, going to the gym, eating healthier, the people around us feel like we're saying, I'm better than you now. So, you know, deal with it. Again, not our intention. And so if you are somebody who is surrounded by people that are not supporting you. One, just understand why that might be. Um, but two, get a group, get some other people to be around um, because it makes a massive, massive difference. And I just, I still feel so lucky that I have been supported. But of course, entrepreneurship is its own thing that not everybody gets. And that's why I want to be in a mastermind, even though I am supported because it's a different world. <laughs> you know, mm -hmm. my parents work for nonprofits most of their life. It's a very different world um, in entrepreneurship. Yeah, so. I've been doing this. 13 years and my mom still has no idea what I do. <laughs> it's like, you know, like she does this thing online. She makes a bunch of money, whatever. I don't get it. <laughs> yeah. Alex Ramosi tells a story in his uh, first book, $100 million offers about how long his dad just assumed whatever he did was illegal um, <laughs> yeah, until, right. until, until it finally clicked. And he goes, oh, you're helping people. Okay. Very, yeah. very interesting. All right. Next up, number six of six ways we're implementing 10X is easier than 2X into our businesses. 
And it is this concept of always being the buyer, not the seller that they talk about in the book. And if you haven't read the book, I'll explain what that is. But this almost completely derailed my business this year. So the idea of always being the seller, not the buyer is every situation that you go into, it's essentially you're ready to walk away from it. You are making the decision. And so even if you are the person who is selling something, if it doesn't fit right, it doesn't feel aligned, whatever it is, you're able to walk away. Now that's hard to do when your business is struggling or small or income is down, or I think all of us at some point have taken on work that we didn't necessarily want to because we needed the money. Um, but I've tried to apply this to my business in almost every situation before it happens. And so um, my family took this uh, trip of a lifetime this year. We traveled for six weeks and we went to Japan and we went to Australia. And one of my goals is to show my kids the world. I was born in Japan, hadn't been back since I was four years old. And so we finally got to go and do this trip. Well, it got to the point in the trip planning where it was just too much to keep track of the finances and how much we were spending. And we just said, let's go have a good time and we'll figure it out when we get back. <laughs> you know? And uh, and we did and we had an amazing time. And then we got back and then we looked at the bank account and then I just went, oh my gosh, I got to make some money. And so I started thinking about new, um, new types of clients that I could work with and new offers and just anything that I could offer. I'd look at what other people were doing. I'm like, oh, they're getting paid a lot for that. I could do that instead of focusing on you know, what I'm good at and what I'm doing. And I immediately just spiraled into being the seller all the time and just being willing to say yes to anything. And I finally took a deep breath and went, wait, I know how to make money when I need to make money. And I stepped back after it wasn't instant. I, I got on sales calls, which I hated and got uncomfortable with all this stuff. But I took a step back and just focused on, okay, what am I good at? What do I enjoy doing? Uh, who do I want to work with? And eventually things, you know, caught up. And I wouldn't, I wouldn't change a thing, for, you know, I wouldn't change the trip for the world. The trip was amazing. But it is so easy for us to fall into that. And so what I do now, and I encourage you to do as well, is everything that you're looking at, it's essentially saying, hey, do I really want this? There may not even be money changing hands. You just say, do I really want this? And you are the buyer in that situation. And I think that can go a really, really long way. Yeah, I agree wholeheartedly. And I know for me, when COVID took my business out and it was very successful prior to that, and it was almost instantly overnight that my income dropped to almost zero. It was very, um, it was very scary and it was very easy to want to fall into this. What can I do? What can I do? What can I do? And there's a time and a place where it's okay to, you know, take the opportunities that come your way. But for the most part, if you're operating from that place regularly, if you're operating from this fear of, you know, always needing as opposed to what is the greatest contribution I can bring, it really does hinder mm -hmm. your growth long term. And I think the biggest thing is that it's going to make you afraid to take the risks or really go forward with the transformations and the identity shifts that you really know you want, uh, but that you are afraid to do. And I'll be honest, I spent three years prior to 2020 giving me that painful permission to pivot, wanting to start doing stuff with entrepreneurs and run masterminds for entrepreneurs. And so I, I had a transition plan that was you know, I thought I would do in six months to a year and three years later, it still hadn't fully happened. It put a couple little steps in place, but yeah, you know, there was this need I needed to support my family. And I wish I would have had 
somebody with experience having made a big transition to walk with me through it one-on-one. My mastermind was amazing and they definitely were very helpful. And, and without that, I wouldn't even have gotten close to where I was or made that progress at all. But I really wish I would have had a more concrete plan for moving forward and really staying in that buyer state, like you said, where it's not just based on need, but really on what do I want to do and what what is the greatest contribution I can give. So Jerry, I think that's so wise. And I'm so glad I, I got to watch you go through this process. And from the outside, everybody else can say, oh, Jerry, what are you doing? Like, just do more of what you already do and love. Like, you know what to do, you know, but, you know, you can do this. We believe in you. You can. And, and you did real fast. It wasn't like you stayed there a long time, but it was just like, OK, you got this. You don't you yeah. don't need to do this. You can. You don't need to do this. So Well, and that's where I think that value of having an outside perspective and especially mm-hmm. somebody who's gone through it uh, essentially to help you fail fast. You know, Mm -hmm. try this new thing and not in a way that you're going to just say, hey, buy all my clients. I'm going to do this new thing right now, but in a way that you can make that transition, which is which is so great. Okay, quick recap of all six. And then, Jamie, I'm going to ask you for your favorite. Uh, So the first one that was shared was the whole idea around changing your identity and your future self. Um, You have to let go of who you are and become this new person. Number two, uh, essentially, you need to shoot for what seems like it's impossible and then figure out what would make it possible. If somebody gave you $100 billion or whatever, could you make it work? Number three, uh, normalizing transitions. Jamie shared this. I love this. You know, it should be normal to have our businesses evolve and go and who we are as people go um, as we go through life. Uh, Number four, the idea that our eyes can only see and our ears can only hear what our brain is looking for. Fill yourself with the stuff that you want, reading books, listening to podcasts, repeating things, thinking about it, whatever it might be, and it's going to appear for you. Uh, Number five, surrounding yourself with other uh, amazing people that are doing what you want to do and beyond. 10x people, you could even call them, like in a mastermind like Jamie Runs. And number six, always be the buyer, not the seller. Look at every situation, even if it's not involving money, and go, okay, is this something that feels right for me, and am I going to move forward uh, with this? So um, if you want to take a deeper dive on any of uh, those and you want to revisit any of that, you can go to the sixways.com slash 1919 for episode 19. So Jamie, which one um, do you think has had or will have the biggest impact on your business in the coming year? Ooh, you changed the question on me last minute. But for me, I think it's the focus on really helping people walk through the identity transitions and the business like what they're known for in their businesses as Mm. well as staying true to that myself because I feel like I'm on that journey again even now as I'm realizing oh I don't want to just run masterminds for anybody but I actually do want to run masterminds and help focus on people who are committed to making these 10x jumps so they're going to be going through these transitions and talk a lot more about that I really think it's I think that one is the one that will affect my business the most going forward. And certainly me personally, as I transition myself into this as well. Okay. So I think um, mine is going to be number three, which is when you talked about normalizing transitions. Mm -hmm. Uh, We get so, and by we, I mean, people like me who are recovering perfectionists get so stuck on not being able to make a decision. (laughs) Me too. Me too. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And, um, And when this becomes normal to make these transitions, then a lot of that goes away. And so that would be my biggest takeaway, I think, and the thing that will make the biggest uh, difference for me. So 
All right. By the way, um, word of mouth is the number one way that new people discover and grow their businesses from this show. So if you found this valuable, tell someone else who would benefit from it too, because we all do better when we all do better. And if you want to learn more about Jamie and uh, you know growth and connecting with other people that are growing as well, you can go to wearebrightertogether.com slash 10x. We'll put that in the description and show notes as well. Wearebrightertogether.com slash 10x to uh, go further into Jamie's world, which I highly encourage you to do. If you enjoyed this episode, check out episode 10, Six Ways to Stay Ethical and Still Be Wildly Profitable with our mutual friend, Anna Saucier. And then also episode 16, uh, how to take more time off in your business. Six ways to take more time off in your business without losing income, uh, which definitely applies to what we were talking about today. Links to these episodes are wherever you are watching or listening. You can look in the show notes or description. Remember, we all do better when we all do better. So keep helping each other out. Let us know how it goes. And Jamie, thank you so much for being on the show. Thanks for having me, Jerry. It's been delightful.